bunch of that They've got to make that choice to be great. There's too many average people in the world. There's too many people. And I don't like hanging out with you. So our problem is going to be a greatness. And it's going to be a good tradition. Watch the end of that game. What did you hear that coach and all those people keep saying? They loved each other. They're a team. They all came back for that one thing. They were all pulling in one direction. It wasn't about the quarterback. It wasn't about one D lineman. The whole team had one thing in mind. And they all set out to go be Welcome to Caledonia Gridiron Weekly 2021, Week 7 Edition. Appreciate everybody that's tuned in and listening this week, and appreciate everybody that's tuned in every week and is making this podcast a success. If you're listening to this podcast, you're most likely uh, listening be, uh, you know, by seeing the uh, link that's shared from the Anchor app on social media. Uh, this podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you want a more convenient listening experience and um, you can you can go on there, and if you have an iPhone, the Apple Podcast app is um, you know it's free. It, it, it comes with your phone, and uh, if you have Spotify, you don't need a Spotify premium subscription to uh, listen to the podcast. You can listen uh, free of charge, twenty four seven, three sixty five. So appreciate everybody that is tuned in and listening. Uh, and obviously, I'm going to give give a quick shout out to our fans and uh, everybody that came on out to the ball game Thursday night and supported your. Uh, Caledonia football team and rallied our guys to a, a big 49 to 7 uh, victory over Tishomingo County uh, that improves Caledonia football to 6 and 0 on the season. Uh, so obviously we're going to give 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 some shout outs there to everybody um, in in our stands that uh, comes out on Thursday nights and Friday nights and supports our football team um, and and understands and 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 sees what uh, what our guys are doing this year and uh, the history that's being made uh, for Caledonia football. So there's definitely some historical notes, and I'll get to those here in a minute regarding this game and regarding uh, regarding this upcoming week's game. So appreciate you guys for uh, for tuning in, and uh, appreciate you guys for coming on out. To the ball games and appreciate everybody that's uh, tuning into the live stream uh, whether you're at the game listening or whether you can't make it to the game me and jason crest are doing the live stream on the caledonia sports radio network on uh, on those thursday friday nights when we're uh, when we're playing ball and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do it for away games we do it um, just to provide some some coverage and uh, to give people a avenue to listen to uh to Caledonia football, even uh, even if you can't make it to games, you can keep up with uh, what our football team is doing. So appreciate everybody that is just making everything a success right now. Uh, overall, you know everything is uh, everything's rolling good. Um, still have that zero in the L column, so 
as far as I'm concerned, this is a very successful season and everything is uh, rolling along good right now overall. So, uh, like I said, appreciate everybody that is uh, that is making this a success. I want to give a, a, a couple other quick shout-outs um, as far as just regarding the team, not necessarily regarding the game. Um, we had two of our players that were selected to the Bernard Blackwell Mississippi All-Star Game. They're going to be representing the north half in that game uh, after the season is complete. Uh, that's Darius Triplett and Tyshawn Graham. They were voted uh, as All-Stars for North uh, North Mississippi. So we appreciate anybody that voted for them and uh, the, the uh, recognition. Uh, definitely appreciate the recognition for our program and for our players. That is, Those are two guys that are definitely – uh, well-deserved, um, hard-working guys for um, for that All-Star game. So definitely appreciate uh, appreciate anybody that voted for them, and shout out to them for uh, getting recognized for their uh, their hard work and their play on the football field. So so yeah, uh, Thursday night Caledonia gets the big 49 to seven victory over Tishomingo County, improves Caledonia's overall record to six and zero on uh, on the year. And, you know, that's big for several reasons. Uh, we talked about this on the live stream Friday night. With this win uh, that Caledonia had Thursday night, Caledonia football is now on its longest winning streak of six games. It is now on its longest winning streak since 1970. Caledonia has not won six games in a row in over 50 years since 1970. And we did that. Uh, we, we, we did that Thursday night with the victory over Tishomingo County. And of course, the uh, if a you know victory this week against Moorville would uh, would not only it would not only be the new record for uh, most consecutive wins in Caledonia football history, but it would also tie the uh, single season record for most total wins in a season for Caledonia football at seven. And so yes, that is uh, that historically that that has been the most wins that Caledonia football has ever had in a season, and that is seven. So we have an opportunity this Friday night to uh, tie that and to make some more history. Um, so yeah, this is. Uh, this is great for a lot of reasons. So if you're listening and uh, you're interested in coming on out and, and seeing history be made, definitely do that this Friday night uh, when Caledonia hosts Moorville for senior night and for our third district game. She has Caledonia with the 6-0 and overall record and the 2-0 and record right now in district play. Um, another thing that kind of uh, stood out to me was we moved up to number 10 in the Max Preps 4A computer rankings. Uh, basically, Max Preps uh, is, a, is a service that um, – basically a stat-keeping service and score-keeping service for um, high school athletics. Uh, and, and it used to be the uh, MHSAA's official – um, stat keeping deal um, that, that's now done by scorebook live but basically the the computer their computerized rankings takes all the results of all the games and i think it takes last year into account based on preseason rankings and it basically takes all the composite all these results um, from the season and it uh, and it basically ranks ranks the teams and it breaks it down by classification 1a 2a 3a 4a uh, 5a 6a and it does overall uh, it'll do overall rankings uh, for the state of Mississippi as a whole, and then it will also do rankings based on kind of your area. It has a Columbus Tupelo uh, rating, and uh, it'll have like a Delta rating, and, it, and it'll uh, ranking, excuse me. So uh, that's cool. Caledonia moves up to number 10 uh, with Itawamba at number 5. That is the only team that is ranked ahead of us in our district. 
so that is that's big news for Caledonia. So uh, obviously that's setting up a, a pretty big matchup here in the coming future, and we will talk all about that next week. We will break that down in depth. Um, but right now we uh, it's really important that we, uh, rather than look ahead to that, that we uh, stay focused on the task task at hand this week with Morville because Morville is, is definitely no slouch. And we're going to talk more about Morville uh, in the second half of the show. Uh, but we're going to kind of look at right now is how the game Thursday night with Tishomingo County, kind of how it went down, kind of how, uh, kind of how the flow of the game went. Uh, to open the game, Caledonia recovered a uh, onside kick. And then on the first play from scrimmage, Darius Triplett scored from 48 yards out. Uh, later in the first quarter, Dan Wilburn extended that lead to 14-0 with a four-yard touchdown run. Later in the first quarter, Tay Johnson with a 27-yard touchdown run to make it a 21-0 ball game. Second quarter, our defense gets a safety on a uh, on a bad snap on a punt from Tishomingo County. That makes it a, a 23-0 ball game. And then Dan Wilburn uh, capped off the half with a, a 25-yard touchdown run. That extended the lead at halftime to 30-0. Caledonia. So at this point, we're thinking about shutout. We're thinking about we really would like to uh, to pitch a shutout. Caledonia has not uh, pitched a shutout, has not shut out any team uh, since 2015. Uh, so that was something at this point that uh, we definitely would have liked to have been able to do. Uh, offense in the third quarter, key one, Wyatt scores from four yards out. That makes it a 37 uh, to zero game. And then later in the third quarter, key one, Wyatt scores again from 50 yards out. Uh, and the extra point, I believe, was missed on that uh, on that uh, attempt right there. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter, uh, Cameron Smith uh, scored from eight yards out. That made it a 49-7 to final in favor of Caledonia. And, of course, the uh, seven points, Tishomingo County, it came on the uh, final play from regulation. Uh, so, yes, really wanted to get that shutout um, really close to it. But nonetheless, um, our varsity guys went out there. They did their jobs overall. Uh, there was there were some things that some 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 minor things that uh, definitely we're looking to clean up this week before Morville comes to town. But um, overall, uh, added to the win column, so a good week for Caledonia. Looking kind of at uh, the recap offensively and kind of um, who did what. So obviously, like I said, you heard Kewan Wyatt's name mentioned in that uh, in that recap there. Uh, he was back from injury this week. Uh, he, he was back earlier than I expected to be, and even earlier than I had stated on the podcast that I had expected him to be. But he was back in action on both sides of the football on Thursday night. So he had a big pack, impact in that third quarter uh, with two touchdowns, and uh, he was definitely a, a big help in uh, stopping Tishomingo County and um, you know, on defense. So he's going to be very key this, uh, this Friday night, and we're going to get – Get more into that later as to why the return of Kiwan Wyatt and our healthy, uh, our healthy, improved defense uh, is going to have to step up uh, Friday night when when Morville comes to town. Uh, looking kind of like I said at what we uh, what we brought to the table on offense, uh, we attempted to kind of throw the ball early and often, a lot more often than uh, than we than we normally do. Uh, we didn't complete any of those passes on the day. We were 0, uh, 0 for eight 
through the air. We threw one pick. It wasn't necessarily something that, that we, it was a necessity, but I think it was something that we were trying to install some more things in our offense. Uh, we, we would like to be able to throw the ball around a little bit, uh, and, the, and there are plays there to be made. Uh, just got to do a better job of capitalizing on that, on that through the air. Uh, we know what our we know what our running game brings to the table. It's uh, one of the best, if not the best, in the area, I would say. And, uh, you know, so just looking to kind of diversify that a little bit just to kind of, um, I guess, decrease the predictability of, of our offense. But, um, but like I said, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a deal where we had to, obviously. But uh, we're kind of just looking to bring a little bit more into that, into our offense. I think we will probably continue that uh, against Moorville. So, um, that's just that was just a, a common theme early in the game was more consistently trying to throw the ball down the field. Uh, just doing a better job of capitalizing on that will be will be key in the next in the next three weeks. I think at, at certain times. Um, as far as the run game for Caledonia, it did what it normally does: uh, 413 yards on the ground for Caledonia. That's on 33 carries, and that was for seven touchdowns. Uh, averaged four, uh, excuse me, 12.15 yards per carry. Uh, so that was a big day on the ground, as uh, as has been the the, the trend um, all year. Is just wearing teams down and um, you know winning games on the ground, controlling the clock, and uh, keeping your defense off the field because of how consistently you're you're moving the ball. So big day for the uh, for the Caledonia running game. Um, looking kind of at what to me was the most impressive thing about our offense and what's kind of developing right now is the variety of ball carriers that are uh, that are contributing. Obviously, Dan Wilburn is the guy that's um, that's making that offense go at quarterback. You know, he um, every play he has a decision to make based on uh, what's going to happen. Obviously, we have stuff where uh, certain ball carriers are designed to get the ball, but. Uh, he had an, he had another big day on offense. He finished with two touchdowns. Kewan Wyatt uh, back on offense. He's kind of that uh, Swiss Army knife, I, I would say, because he obviously is a guy that's primarily on defense, but he's such an explosive player. He's such and 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 ball carrier, um, and it's so hard to get a hold of him. Um, and it's it's one of those things that when he comes in the game and he touches the ball, and um, he may he may not play as you know as consistently on the offensive side of the ball but every time he's uh, he's in there it seems like he's making a really big impact uh, carrying the football Darius Triplett Tay Johnson each had a uh, a touchdown so um, that's kind of the the way this offense is really designed to be and that's really kind of what we've visioned it to be over the last couple of years and you're just uh, you're seeing it now actually um, come to fruition there with a variety of ball carriers uh, touching the football and a variety of ball carriers racking up yards on the year and uh, and touchdowns and and so that's kind of the uh, the the deal there. Looking at uh, some of the personnel on the offensive line, uh, Seth uh, excuse me Seth Johnston uh, started at right tackle. Tyshawn Graham is still out with an injury, hoping that he can he can get back as soon as possible. I definitely don't think it's a, it's a major injury for Tyshawn Graham, but. Uh, it has sidelined him for um, for this last Friday's game, and I believe it will sideline him for the game with Morville as well. So Seth Johnston uh, got the nod at right tackle. Uh, if you saw last week, you remember at Corinth, we had put uh, put Seth at left tackle. We moved Judd over to right tackle. So uh, we just kind of flipped that around 
this week uh, against uh, Tishomingo County. Uh, TJ Kutzabalas was in there at right guard. Obviously, we have two capable right guards with uh, him and uh, with Gage Colley. And uh, TJ is definitely a versatile guy, and he can uh, play either guard position. So that's uh, that's good to have. And uh, you had Gage Barksdale in there at center, and um, and yeah, so it was a lot of different variety on that offensive line, and uh, they they for the most part they got it done on uh, on Thursday night. On defense, kind of recapping, uh, kind of the personnel there um, based on based on injury status. Uh, obviously, Kewan Wyatt was back on that side of the ball as well. We talked about how big that was. Uh, Cam Coleman, Cam Coleman was back for Caledonia as well, and it uh, surprised me a little bit. I thought he was going to be out for longer than he was, but he's back in action. Uh, he is uh, he is back doing what he does. Uh, he got a lot of playing time on Thursday night in a in a rotational role, as did Will Chapman. Uh, so Will Chapman uh, got in there as well. Him and Cam kind of uh, rotated in and out, as uh, as well as Wyatt Inger and Ethan Ramirez um, on that three-man front for our defensive line. Uh, Bobby Schultz was also active. Uh, so it's good to have all these guys back really right now. Overall, uh, you've got Parker Harris that is a little bit banged up, so uh, it kind of does feel like musical chairs here uh, with with who's you know who's healthy one week and who's not. Um, but like we kind of talked about, really important right now, just get healthy, um, find a way to win, find a way to uh, replace production on, on both sides of the ball, whether it be at right tackle, whether it be at defensive end, um, and whether it had been a you know cornerback last last week. And just just find a way to uh, patch it up and and keep going and make it work, and that's what's going on with the, with the defensive line right now. I do believe Antoine Atkins is going to be active for Morville, from what I hear. Um, I believe there's a good good chance he's active against Morville, and I think uh, there's definitely a uh, barring anything crazy, uh, you know, God willing, happening between now and then, he he's definitely going to be good good to go for Itawamba. But I would not be surprised if we see Antoine Atkins out there. Uh, this Friday night against uh, against Morville, Tyshawn Graham is probably, I believe, the timetable for him is uh, hoping to get him back suited up uh, in pads by the time we play at Wamba. So that's something that's uh, like I said, a situation we're going to need all hands on deck. We're going to need to be uh, have a grade A health report uh, when that when that game rolls around. But um, like I kind of noted earlier in the show, um, there's a lot of buzz going on around kind of what that. Um, what that game is going to be, and we have to make sure we have to make sure not only as as a program, but everybody around the program. Let's make sure you know that we're focused on Morville because Morville is definitely a team uh, that can scare you, um, no doubt about it. They're a team uh, that puts up points, and we'll talk. Like I said, we'll talk more about them in a minute. But definitely, definitely important that we uh, we get healthy. And we know we got to get healthy for, but we, we can't look ahead uh, quite yet. We've got to secure uh, this seventh straight win for Caledonia. That's that's going to be really important. Uh, it's going to be really important, I think, for the confidence of our defense because uh, Morville's a team that's going to be rolling into town feeling really confident Friday night after, um, after the game that they had this last week. 
Um, like I said, Tyshawn Graham should be back soon, hopefully by the uh, time we play at Awamba. I do expect to see Antoine Atkins out there this week against uh, against Moorville. Uh, Cam Coleman's back. Kewan White is back. Parker Harris, it doesn't appear. I don't believe that his uh, his injury is anything season-ending or anything like that or it's going to be anything crazy. Uh, he's definitely a young, promising rotational player there as well, and he's stepped up when, when needed and done his job. So, um, so yeah, definitely gonna gonna be looking for all these guys to uh, get as healthy as they can uh, very soon. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of the injury report there. Uh, Caledonia defense uh, put on a good good show Friday night against uh, Tishomingo County. Um, overall, I think this defense is kind of bread and butter this year. Is is getting off the field and uh, doing your job and. Um, just kind of being where you need to be and making plays where they need to be made. Uh, you had your, you have your busted coverage here and there, but at the end of the day, uh, Caledonia did improve uh, its points given up per game to fifteen point six on the year. That's that's a, and that's a pretty solid mark in my opinion. Uh, it's it's definitely a vast improvement from you look at in the last few years. That number's been closer to uh, 28, 29, 30. Uh, I think in year one, under Coach Kelly, I think it was a 31 or 32 uh, points per game given up average. And um, and obviously over the last two years, it has improved uh, to a degree. But uh, this year, it's definitely taken a big jump when you look at the uh, the points per game given up. Uh, numbers, numbers typically don't lie. Uh, there's definitely always more to the game, I think, than, than just looking at the stat sheet. And just looking at uh, and just overanalyzing numbers and stats and things like that. At the end of the day, you still got to go line up and, and play ball. So um, definitely, like I said, we're we're happy that we're we're doing doing a better job on defense this year as a whole. Um, but Morville's going to roll into town this week, and uh, and they are uh, like I said, they're feeling really confident. Uh, looking really closer at what Morville is going to uh, going to look like this year. Uh, don't let their record record fool you. Uh, they are a two and five overall team. They have a one and one district record, uh, but they're averaging averaging scoring thirty four and a half points per game. They're averaging giving up thirty six point seven points uh, per game. Like I said, two and five record. But you look at every game they've played this year. Um, they've they've truly uh, they've truly scored and, and and been able to put up points and. Every game they played, even if it was um, in a loss, looking at what their offense looks like and why it's so dangerous, uh, Morville, Morville throws the football, and I don't just mean you know they they're um, they're throwing the football twenty times, fifteen, twenty times a game. Morville is a true uh, is a true high school version of the air raid. That's just the the way it is. That's what Morville does. They throw the football. When you look at the same repetitive things that a lot of teams that run the ball do, just different schemes, run the ball, doing this, doing that, consistently running the football, it is, uh, it's basically similar to that, just the complete uh, opposite. Uh, they're doing that all the time, but they're throwing the football. Uh, so secondary is obviously, um, obviously going to uh, have their work cut out for them. Uh, their offense, that like I said, their team is that's finding their identity. Uh, they have they have, they're led by a quarterback named Dawson Phillips. Uh, he's completed sixty-seven percent of his passes on the year for uh, two thousand sixty-three yards, twenty-one touchdowns, and seven interceptions. That's pretty pretty solid numbers overall. And he's been there for a few years now. He's a senior. Uh, like I said, they've had a, they had a rough time stopping teams this year and getting off the field on defense, but. They're finding that identity, Morville is late. 
uh, beat, beating the Corinth team uh, 42 to 21 on Friday. That's right, Morville 42 to 21 over Corinth this last Friday. And that overall, I mean, you, you look at Morville over the last few years, that is a win for Morville. Um, like I said, they, they, they have no reason to lack confidence right now. Um, that, that is a big time win for a program like Morville. Um, I, I mean, that's just the way it is. That is, that's a big confidence boost. So, uh, their offense was clicking, um, that they, they, they were able to get off the field enough. Uh, they gave up some, some big explosive plays as well, but, uh, you know, we, we haven't had any issue moving the ball against Morville over the last few years. Uh, we haven't had any issue, um, doing what we do and executing our game plan. But at the end of the day, here's the thing. When you're in a situation like this against a team like Moorville, um, this is a type of deal where you, you know, you, you goof off and you fumble the ball a couple times and then you miss – you whiff on a few tackles and all of a sudden um, it's a 21-7 uh, Moorville ball game. And you're, you're in a game at that point. And you're, you're having to fight your way back and, you know, and – um, that's the thing. Morville is at that spot right now to where, like I said, they're feeling confident. And if you let them get into this game and you make mistakes and you, know, you fumble the ball, um, we don't play sound on defense, we let, the, uh, we let the excitement or the anticipation of what's to come down the road uh, get to this team. And then all of a sudden it's, it's well, wait, we got to win this game first before we can think about anything else. I have no doubt Coach Kelly is going to get, get everybody fired up. He's going to get everybody locked in for this game. Everybody's going to be on board here. I've got no doubt about it in my mind. Um, but that's just something that potentially, like I said, that, that would be a recipe for a Morville coming in here and, and snatching a win. Um, so, yeah, uh, looking at some, uh, some of the targets that uh, Dawson Phillips is throwing the football to, his lead target is Jacob Scott. Uh, he's got 52 catches on the year for 851 yards um, and nine touchdowns. He's averaging 16.4 yards per catch, and that's a guy. He's a senior. Um, that's a you know a senior quarterback throwing to a senior receiver. Jacob Scott's a guy from from what I'm reading, from what I understand, this is his first year actually playing uh, football. So similar similar to someone on our team like a Jeremy Emerson. Um, so this is this is definitely a. Uh, a connection here to look out for uh, Dawson Phillips to Jacob Scott. That is that has really been what what the the recipe has been for Morville this year. This is obviously is a receiver that's come in and has learned really quickly, and uh, and what more you know in, in Morville's system you know which is uh, throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game, and and that's pretty astronomical numbers for um, for high school football team. I've just that when I've looked at. Um, you know, Moorville, and they beat Mantachi 70 to 58. Um, I think it was two or three weeks ago. That's that's a basketball score. I mean, that is that is truly a high school basketball score. Um, Moorville will do that. They will light up that scoreboard if you give them the opportunity to, and they're finding that rhythm right now. Um, like I said, if we, uh, I think if we control time of possession and uh, we go out there and execute and do what we need to do on offense, and uh, we come away with points on the board and you know energizes our defense. I think we'll be okay, but there's definitely a path to where uh, if we if we don't uh, take the game as seriously uh, as we think we have to, then um, then then it could be it could end up in a ball game, end up in a close ball game. Uh, so yeah, Morville is uh, Morville's definitely not a team uh, to take uh, take lightly. Looking at some of the other receivers that. Uh, that Morville brings to the table in this game. He's uh, Jacob, uh, excuse me, yeah, Jacob Scott. 
He's joined uh, receiver Luke Carpenter, Jordan Franks. They they have a combined 898 yards on the year and 10 touchdowns. So that's that's where their yardage is, from, uh, is coming from, folks. Uh, it's, it's all through the air. That's what they do. Uh, they're they're an air raid football team. If uh, I'm sure a lot of people, and um, if anybody you know isn't for, really familiar with the air raid, if just watch Mississippi State uh, under Coach Michael Leach right now, that's that's uh, that's what they do. So that's you're kind of going to see a similar type of uh, scheme only at the uh, at the high school level. So that is a. Uh, that is going to be really interesting to see uh, to see kind of how this unfolds because uh, it's definitely something you know that uh, we probably aren't as used to seeing. You know, we, we, we've played obviously we've played Marvel, um, you know, over the last three or four over the last four years. I mean, uh, we've won the last th- each of the last three years, but um, I, you know, it feels like more and more they 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 have you know turned into a complete air raid team. Uh, so. So yeah, this isn't the this isn't isn't exactly the the same type of deal it would have been uh, in the past when we're playing Morville and, and they 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 ran the ball a little bit more. They've always kind of been a pass happy team, but uh, this year they're they're really throwing it around uh, a lot. And like I said, they're coming off a a big win. Uh, they had 540 yards of offense Friday uh, Friday night against Corinth. They gave up only 181. I know they did give up some big explosive plays. I know they I know they gave up a, a kickoff return, but um, even their defense to to give up 21 points a game uh, for Morrill that's that's that is definitely uh, bucking the trend uh, for 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 Morville because you know you look at some of the other uh, poor defensive performances they've had, and so and like I said, as an overall pretty complete game. Um, so that's that's where Morville is at right now. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those situations where uh, you you let the you let these guys get into this thing, and and then you're in a, you're in a game if you don't uh, hunker down and do what you got to do. Uh, Keywon White, he's back on defense. Uh, that's going to be big for our secondary, having him and him healthy, and Ladarius Smith out there, and uh, Braden Walters, and Karsten Gallette, and other guys could go in if need be. Uh, I think that our front seven is. Uh, proven that they're capable of, of, of issuing pressure consistently uh, when the quarterback drops back to throw the football. Um, that, that's something that we've done several times this year, and our, our front seven is going to have a big opportunity to do that this Friday night. Uh, Antoine Atkins, he's back on the defensive line. Uh, that's obviously big for our defense as we you know we talk about creating pressure. Him being back, uh, like I said, I'm uh, 90% sure that's the case, but – um, regardless, uh, you know, if he is back, then uh, that helps us out big time when we talk about creating pressure on uh, on Dawson Phillips from Morville. And, our, you know, like I said, everybody, uh, Shep Donald, Will Donald, um, our outside backers, Darquez, um, you know, uh, 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 Daniel Burleson, um, Kellen Coleman, those those guys are, are, are going to have the opportunity here to uh, to bring that pressure and to disrupt some things. But, at that point, it's up to our secondary to to hunker down as well and to be where they need to be. So uh, definitely cannot have you know you definitely can't have three or four busted coverages here because uh, Marvel's proven they've got a receiver out there that can take this thing to the house, uh, and and so that's uh, that's 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 big for Marvel. And um, like I said, you you get you get a, a couple busted coverages, you fumble the ball a couple times, you you miss some tackles, and boom, there you are. So 
got to absolutely play, uh, continue playing our best football here, and um, we've got to we've got to keep this thing going in the right uh, direction. Looking at kind of what I want to see, kind of going flipping the script here, going to the other side of the ball. What do I want to see from Caledonia's offense on Friday night? I want to see us kind of. Uh, as always, and, and this is just my the style of football I enjoy watching, slowing slowing it down, controlling time of possession, uh, keep the clock running, uh, make it a short football game, uh, protect the football, which overall we've we've done a pretty good job of. Uh, we did have a few miscues in that regard on uh, Thursday night. Luckily, uh, our only turnover I believe was on the was on the interception thrown. Um, but yeah. Uh, controlling time possession, uh, protecting the ball, uh, maybe take our shots down the field a little bit, kind of trying to diversify our offense. Uh, like I said, we, we we tried that. We were unsuccessful against Tishomingo County uh, doing that. But uh, if we can, you know, kind of continue to work this week in practice and uh, implement and install some of that stuff and, and actually execute it in real game time, uh, then that'll be a big confidence boost for everybody involved as we uh, as we continue this season. And continue the uh, the hunt for a, uh, a home playoff berth. So that's uh, that's that's going to be big too. So like I said, I, I kind of want to see us, you know, just do what we do. Let's execute. Uh, let's get uh, let's get our blocking right. Let's make sure everybody knows our assignment and all that good stuff, and um, protect the football, and then maybe take a shot or two, or, or as as the game goes on. But uh, that's. Really, the same recipe that's been the the recipe, you know, in every game, and that's um, wearing them down with our run game and our offensive line, our, our veteran offensive line, and uh, just going out there and uh, doing what we do. Looking at the kind of histor- uh, historical numbers of this game, we're nine and six all time versus Morville. Uh, we've won the last three games in a row um, versus Morville. Uh, so this is a this is a game that we obviously go into. We expect to win. Um, we know what we got to do, and we just got to uh, continue uh, doing it. Uh, looking at kind of historically, from a overall perspective, what a win Friday night would do for Caledonia football, it's uh, it's pretty big, uh, and this is this is uh, mainly more to inform our our, our fans and to inform uh, the students and parents and alumni and everybody around our program. Uh, this is more so just to inform you guys and let you guys know, and so you guys can. Uh, be informed of, of, of where we're at historically right now. Uh, a win Friday night, it would indeed uh, give Caledonia right now, it would put us in the longest consecutive winning streak in Caledonia football history. That's in Caledonia football history. Caledonia football has fielded a football team since 1953. That's a long time. Well, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's – that's a long time. Uh, that's 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 67, 68 years right there. Uh, so if we can, you know, if we can do something like that to change the history books, and uh, right now that that longest win streak all time, we've tied it, and it was nineteen seventy was the last time Caledonia football had won six games in a row, and we did that uh, with the win over Tishomingo County. So a win here would uh, put ourselves in a big position in the uh, in the in the record books here, but. Like I said, that's more so just so everybody can be informed of that. But, um, you know, that's that's just something that I think that uh, our fans would would uh, would be interested to know. Um, so so that would be uh, that would be really big if we were able to go and 
uh, and to seize that, it would definitely, at that point, regardless of what happened down down the line, it would definitely put this uh, this Colony football team uh, in historically in somewhat of a category of its own when you look at uh, Caledonia football all time. Uh, the playoff picture, it's starting to kind of take place uh, around around the state of Mississippi in high school football. It's kind of uh, things are starting to kind of be put together here on uh, who is what and what things are going to look like here. Um, Coach Kelly preaches one thing that's going one and know every week. Um, there's, there's, there's big, big challenges awaiting us down the road. Uh, we have a really big challenge this Friday, and we just got to go one and know this week. We went one and know for six straight weeks, and our guys know what they're doing. So um, we're going to continue that trend. Uh, hopefully, this uh, this Friday night when Morville comes to town. Yes, it is on a Friday night. No more. Uh, we do have one more Thursday night game I know of. Um, that's going to be the the final game of the regular season against Shannon. That is a road game. That game will be on a Thursday night uh, but the next two football games thankfully are going to be on friday nights um, as far as i know of so uh, that's definitely good right there that we can uh, the, these two big games coming up for us that uh, we're not having to uh, play those during the middle of the uh, the school week and the and the work week and everything so uh, that's that's big for uh, for us so uh, definitely thankful for that looking kind of to kind of cap off everything today and this week uh, looking at our district scoreboard uh, Caledonia of course 49 to 7 victors over Tishomingo County Morville 42 uh, to 21 victors over Corinth Itawamba 55 to 8 victors over Shannon those are the scores from uh, from our district games this week um yeah, you had a lot of a lot of interesting scores kind of throughout the the uh, northeastern part of Mississippi um, Friday night, and you know, like I said, more than forty two over over Corinth, uh, twenty one. That's a that's definitely one of them right there. Um, but like I said, Morville's a team that's finding its identity, so um, we got our work cut out for us now. Uh, appreciate everybody that is tuning in every week and listening. Uh, to the podcast thank you guys for uh for making this podcast a success you know as you uh, as we go on and do this every week i, I get i get a more of an idea of who my uh, my core base uh listeners are for this for this project here um and so yeah i appreciate everybody that's this tuned in consistently and uh, if you see us on facebook go ahead and give it a share real quick and uh, share it with any uh, friends family loved ones or anybody you know that might be interested in caledonia high school football and um, I would love some some feedback from you guys as far as uh, you know any any anything. I'm open to, to any suggestion on the show. I'm you know this is definitely for um, it's it's for for our fans and it's for our parents so that they can have more coverage on um, the program they love. But it's you know it's also for our players to give them that coverage um, to kind of look at and uh, and as I kind of wind down the show and we'll go into this for a second. Um, I want to kind of reiterate that as far as you know why why am I doing the podcast. Um, you know, there's a lot of football teams around here. There's a lot of, uh, you know, the commercial dispatch has a good bit of teams to cover. Uh, we're, you know, we're not necessarily considered to be in the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal's coverage area. They kind of base that off of county. And, you know, because we're kind of, we're kind of here in the commercial dispatches, um, Golden Triangle coverage area. But um, I suppose, uh, I don't know, it, you know, it, it is tough sometimes to cover everybody. But I just say, oh, well, I, I'll just, you know, get on here and, and kind of 
cover these guys the best I can. Uh, this is uh, this isn't a professional deal by any means. This is just getting on here and uh, supporting and talking about uh, California football, a program we all love and we want to see uh, succeed um, over the years. So uh, that's kind of more of a, a reiteration there of why uh, why the podcast is a thing. Uh, and I also understand, like I said, you know, if you guys have got any feedback as far as what you uh, what you want to see on the show, what do you want to see talked about on the show, I would love to do a Q and A uh, mailbag. You know, do question and answer. You guys have got questions about California football or anything like that? Anything, uh, or just you know, it could be Mississippi high school football in general or anything. Um, don't be afraid to send them my way and say, "Hey, could you answer this question on the podcast?" I'll do it. Uh, you can drop it in the comment section. It don't matter. Uh, but yeah, make sure uh, you guys please uh, please thank you for listening to the podcast and uh, don't be afraid to uh, to go ahead and share it on any uh, any forms of social media. Um, you know that's. That's probably the the biggest tool as far as uh, advertising this thing is um, is getting it done through there. And I also understand I understand that uh, podcasts overall they're a, a kind of a newer form of, of media and social media. Um, you know, it's it's this is not live; it's pre-recorded. It's just an audio file I'm uploading. Um, but also understand that uh, it may not be as readily accessible to everybody. I understand maybe everybody may not have uh, Spotify, and everybody might not. Um, you know, be tuned in how to uh, you know get access to uh, the podcast consistently. So you know, I, that's one thing I've looked at. I'm going to finish this year out doing it like this. We're going to put everything we have into this uh, into this podcast this year. But um, you know, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me maybe if I end up going to uh, maybe going to YouTube and, and uploading it that way. Uh, maybe make it. You know, because I know that's that's a that's definitely a a, a form of social media that uh, everybody knows about. Everybody's you know familiar with for the most part YouTube. So, um, you know, if that's something you want to see, uh, maybe potentially down the road, maybe next year, maybe going there instead, and uh, that way you know one central link, uh, go to the YouTube and uh, and listen to it there. Uh, that would be something I, I wouldn't be opposed to doing uh, either. But uh, but like I said. Leave uh, leave some feedback. Uh, you know, send some questions. I'll answer questions on podcast about California football. Uh, it's California football podcast, like I said. So, um, feel free to like, share, comment, uh, follow the podcast. Uh, podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. I appreciate all you guys for listening this week, and uh, we'll see you Friday night as California hosts.